Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning, February 26, 2023. Welcome to the huddle where we always play down to our competition. Dave Schwartz, <laughs> Pete Najarian joining us as well as Charlie Weiss. Uh, it is 10.08 on this uh, gorgeous Sunday morning as it looks, at least from my window. I haven't gone outside yet, I'll be honest, and it's 18 degrees. I don't plan on doing so anytime soon. Uh, the Timberwolves have come back from the All-Star break in a rather underwhelming manner. Uh, they go out and they lose to a very, very bad Charlotte team on Friday night. The Wolves... Uh, they're going in the wrong way in a hurry, Pete, uh, on a team full mm-hmm. of veterans. They come out and lose to a team that's as bad as the Hornets are. And it, it wasn't close. I mean, it was bad. And it's just inexcusable. What what bothers me about the team so much at this point is a couple of things, as we say good morning to everybody on this Sunday. The team has talent. Anthony Edwards, we've talked about many times, one of the best young stars the NBA has today. They have Rudy Gobert, Mike Connolly, a little bit older, but it reminds me very much of this team years ago when they brought in Kevin Garnett, when they had Jermaine Wiggins and others, because they just simply didn't know how to win. And and what happens sometimes, Pete, and I think you probably know this better than a lot of being a former professional athlete, is it's not just execution. It's the fact that you simply are so used to losing – that you forget what it takes to finish things off and finish a game. And the reason why this bothers me so much is because they have guys on this roster that should know that by now. Rudy Gobert, Mike Connolly, even to a degree Anthony Edwards, although he's younger, and and Cat when he comes back, when and if he comes back, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But but these guys should know this. They, they should know Listen, we have to do what it takes to win. Sometimes it just means ugly things. It means whatever it takes. But this team right now, to me, screams of a team that doesn't have someone in the locker room saying, guys, relax. We're going to get this. It's going to come. It, and, and this is not, and I want to make this clear, I am not knocking anybody's effort. I'm not saying that nobody can win. I'm simply saying that sometimes when you have streaks of losses and they mount up and they mount up, it gets harder and harder to get out of that because you get used to losing. And this Timberwolves team, to me right now, seems like a team that is used to losing. Not full of bad players, Pete, but just mm-hmm. they're too used to losing to get themselves out of this. 
Yeah, I, you know, there's there's a lot of truth to, I think, what you're saying. And I think that the biggest problem that I have right now with the Timberwolves is the expectations that I had, more so than you. I'm putting myself out there. More <laughs> so than you, in terms of that monster trade. Now, the problem is this, though. Uh, we still don't have a really good answer to that because we did give away quite a bit of talent along the way to be able to get out there and get Rudy Gobert, of course. And the idea was, hey, we get Rudy. This guy doesn't really care as much about scoring. He wants to rebound, so that fits in well with another guy who likes to score but doesn't do much about rebounds with Big Cat. But the, the problem, clearly, for me has been, you know, you thought we'd, see, we'd be able to see some gel within the, within the group. The problem is Big Cat only played 21 games this year. Mm-hmm. And you know, meanwhile, you look over at Anthony Edwards, and he's a guy who's a man of his word and what he said at the All-Star game last week that you and I already talked about, but still, nonetheless, 62 starts in 62 games. This guy's out there every single night. Now, you can't avoid injury when those things do pop up, and obviously Big Cat's got his. But, you know, we just don't have the answers that we'd like to have because, you know, we talked about – it's going to take a little bit of time for everybody to get to know each other, know each other's game, and be able to be on the same page and then maybe make some sort of a run. But this is as average a team as you could ever imagine when you look at them because, well, just look at the last 10 games. They're 4-6. and six. What is their mm-hmm. record? They're 31-31. and 31. I mean, it's, they're a 500 team right now, and that, that's what they look like. They went out, and they had a great game against Dallas. And then, as you mentioned, uh, you have a, a terrible game against a really bad Hornets team. So – you know, there's a there, there. You can see that there is a bright light, I think, uh, somewhere for them. But then all of a sudden, that fizzles out, right? And and we and we put up games like we did just the other night. So yeah. Um. You know, I'm not giving up on them. I I still want to see this team play for a couple of months, which we didn't get. We got a half a month of October, all of November, and Big Cat's been where ever since, right? Yeah. I mean, so. At some point, we will we'll have a little bit something more, I think, to be able to to say, all right, this did work or it didn't work. But as of right now, I think we can't say anything about it because we're we're exactly what we are—a 500 basketball team. And you know, Big Cat hasn't been on the floor, and that's a big element to lose—a seven-foot man who can shoot from from three-point or short, up close or whatever. Um, and we don't have that on the court. We, we, we have a great rebounder who can get some points once in a while. An older guard who we, we pick up who's, I think, going to be pretty solid, like you were just talking about. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's all on Ant right now, and Ant can't carry the whole team. Look at, look at the Lakers. That's a great example when you look at what the Lakers had, where the injuries they've had, and why they've struggled as much as they have. I mean, you know, arguably is LeBron still one of the better players in the entire NBA or, you know, some people will say the best. I'm not sure I agree with that necessarily, mm-hmm. but you know, it's, it, and look at their record. I, I mean, they're terrible. They're, they're actually terrible. I mean, we're ahead of them. I mean, you know, <laughs> so, um, you know uh, so it, I think we just haven't had enough time to be able to dissect is had, did this trade work or did it not because of the yeah. fact that cat's been hurt. Here, here's what I'll I'll say to that point, and and you're right. We haven't seen what they truly can do yet. But I'll speak from the from the fan, from the fans' perspective a little bit. At what point are we going to stop saying, "Well, let's just see what all these guys can do together"? You know, I, I mean, we're almost into the final month of the season here, and, and I'm not saying that this trade is is didn't work. But at what point are we gonna are we gonna go? Listen, it we tried this. 
and it's time to, to maybe it's time to say it didn't work. And and we do need to see more of Cat. And, and there is a secondary aspect to this, which is what when will we see Cat? Um, mm-hmm. And to be completely honest with you, and and this is a maybe this is a selfish take, but maybe I'm a selfish person. We've we've established that before. <laughs> if I'm Carl Anthony Towns, and and I am seeing this team right now, and the way that they have just played. And I have a really difficult calf injury, and calf injuries are tough, especially in basketball, when you're slamming mm-hmm. on that hard wooden court back and forth. It is tough to come back from a calf injury. If I'm Carl Anthony Towns, and I'm almost there maybe, we have about a month left to go in a season, most of those games are on the road and against tough teams, and we just lost a game that we absolutely should have won. And I don't even know what my future holds because the team can trade him as of, I believe it's July this summer. They can. Now, will they, will they get, you know, will they get a trade partner? That's all up in the air. But if I'm deciding whether I'm going to risk re-injuring something that could put me out even longer, is it really worth it for this team? Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's, that's a legitimate question. And I'm, I'm yeah. saying this from a standpoint of, as a professional athlete, you are in charge of your business, right, Pete? Mm-hmm. You know this. They're yeah. not going to look out for you. That's the way sports is. It is not a glamorous mm-hmm. life. You are nothing more than a, a car to this mm-hmm. uh, organization. And as soon as the wheel falls off or the engine blows or a timing belt breaks, they're bringing in another vehicle. And mm-hmm. if Carl Anthony Towns doesn't look out for himself, nobody will. And so my my thought is, and my and my question, frankly, to to our audience today, if you'd like to get involved, we would love to hear from you on the Cities One Plumbing Talk and Text Line six five one four six one nine two two six. If you're Carl Anthony Towns, will he even play again for the Timberwolves this year? Do you want him to play? But and, and what I beg of you to consider out of this is, from the standpoint of. I have to watch out for me and what's best for my future. And if I don't think it's going to be here with this Timberwolves team, why would I even consider getting back on the court? Yeah, th- those are those are all great questions because we, we just, you know, the problem I still have is we just don't know. I mean, I'd love to say we, mm-hmm. we either do or don't have an idea, but because of the fact of, of how long he's been hurt, um, we don't know whether or not that trade itself actually worked, and we don't know enough about, okay, where are we right now? Do we look like a team without Cat that can make any kind of a run? And my answer would be probably not just because of the fact that, you know, I don't see very many, very often in sports, I don't care what uh, the sport it is, but if you're a 500 team, you're a 500 team, and that's exactly what we seem to be and, yeah. and without Cat. I, I would think with with Cat, but we'd need to it'd have to be a healthy big cat. I mean he he can't just come out there and play twelve minutes in a game. I mean we need we would need him to be fully healthy to see your to your point, I I wouldn't be against the idea of saying, you know what, uh, we, we still don't have answers, but we certainly don't want to give up our future by putting Cat out there and, and hurting him any more than we already have. And I'm and I'm looking at it not even just from Cat's perspective, but the team's perspective. I think you'd you'd have to make the the, the call that, hey, look, where we are right now, it's going to take Cat far too long to be able to get healthy enough to get to that point. He maybe does have to sit for the rest of the season, which yeah. you know there's there's only so much more left. But you know there's there's enough games where where it could yeah. get interesting. But we haven't proven to anybody, including I don't think management or the coaches, that we're any better than a 500 team. And because yeah. of that. 
it's going to be something where, okay, well, how much can Cat do if he's only able to play half the minutes uh, of a game? And, and I think that that would be a problem. So they have to make those decisions and whether or not he's healthy enough or not. But um, if he's not even you know, somewhere very close to all the way back, I wouldn't want to risk putting him out on the court and hurting him to the point where it's going to affect him into 2023-24 season. Yeah, good point. Let's revisit this a little bit later in the show. We will step aside real quick. If you want to weigh in, you can. Text us or call us at 651-461-9226. That's the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. Coming up next, we are going to switch gears and talk about State High School Hockey Tournament, the Girls State High School Hockey Tournament. And our guest, Larry Olam, a former gopher and head coach of the Girls High, Girls, uh, excuse me, the Orono Girls Hockey Team who played for the state championship yesterday. We'll chat with him next. You're listening to The Huddle on 830 WCCO. Great tune. Welcome back to the huddle. Dave Schwartz, Pete Nigerian. The girls' state hockey tournament has wrapped up. It's an exciting week, especially for our next guest. Larry Olam is the head coach of the Orono girls' hockey team, coaching against your, your, your alma mater. Are you, Larry, first of all, are you allowed to go back to War Road again, even if you wanted to? <laughs> Well, based on the result, they uh, they will welcome me back. That <laughs> now next time, next time when we win, uh, maybe not so much. But yeah, oh, they man. they definitely will welcome me back after that. Hey, uh, thanks for coming on this morning. For for a little bit of context, first of all, Larry Olam joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Larry and I have known each other for years. Had a chance to coach his son uh, at Southwest Christian. So, uh, and I and I will say. Larry still has it, by the way. I have skated with you, and you can you can still get after it. But Larry, as as a lifelong men's player and coach, what was the adjustment like? This is your first year at Orono, coaching from the men's from the boys' side to the girls' side. Yeah, well, um, and I guess just to let you know too, I coached the Wyzetta girls uh, twenty and. You know, <laughs> The uh, 20 years ago, so from 2000 to 06, I was coaching the Wyzetta girls. So I, I had experience with the girls mm-hmm. um, and so excited to get back. Um, obviously had a fantastic year with this Orono group. Um, you know, I tell you, say a couple things, I guess. In 20 years, uh, probably the same on the boys' side, but the gr- girls' hockey has just gotten so much better and that's because there's just more girls playing and and uh they play more and the speed has has increased dave i can keep up with you but you know what i can't keep up with these high school girls anymore uh here's the girl i don't know if that's today. a bragging point being able to keep up with me but go ahead yeah. <laughs> they have really improved so you know what it's so much fun and this, this if you got to check out this weekend's tournament um the girls are so good um yeah our Orono girls, we had some. Laverne has a superstar that uh, scored tons of points and is doing great things for girls hockey in southwest Minnesota. We'll see her at Mankato. And, you know, Proctor Hermantown and Warroad, we played, and they both have, for years, have had good programs. So, and, and the AA teams, um, you know, so it's, it's fantastic. And I just love seeing all the families out there with little girls. I just, you know, as you do, Dave, we have uh, girls who have played, and uh, sports are great for kids, boys and girls, mm-hmm. and obviously we have, we're passionate about hockey. 
Larry, I love it. Uh, I, I actually lived on the East Coast for a little while outside of Minnesota for, for a long period of time, and I used to tell the people in Connecticut all the time, I say, you know, you guys think your men's hockey's pretty good out here. I would put up the girls' hockey from Minnesota against, against these boys' hockey here in Connecticut, and I think our girls could take them pretty well because that's just how good the girls really have become. What is it about the, the girls' hockey itself um, that, that you find to be a little bit different from the, the, from the boys. And what I mean by that, is when it comes to basketball, I think that the, the, the girls have a much better accuracy as far as shooting and so forth. Is there something like that in hockey that, that the girls just do it a little bit better than the boys do? You know, I'm not sure what uh, – that's a good question. You know, I think that from my perspective as a coach um, – uh, the main difference is, I, you know, I, I think the best girls um, can shoot as accurate as the boys. Uh, the best girls we saw this week make plays like the boys. Uh, the top goaltenders are, are making saves like the boys. So I, I think, you know, from a, a skill, um, from a skill set, you know, it's the best are the best, and they're they're doing similar things now obviously the boys are going to shoot harder and um you know maybe skate faster overall as a group but you know the fastest girl is Mm -hmm. pretty darn close to the fastest boy i think today um (laughs) from a coaching perspective the the biggest difference is the girls actually listen to you and want and want to know why you're why you're saying what you're saying yes um We've got a, you know, an Orono dad who, uh, who everybody knows in the hockey community, Mark Parrish, probably said it best when someone, uh, our, our JV coach, Mackenzie Scatter, asked Mark, he said, what's, what's the difference between coaching the boys and girls? And he said, well, you tell the boys to go skate through that wall, they skate through the wall. You tell the girls to go skate through the wall, and they'll ask you, why would I do that? You know, and if there's a good reason to do this, if there's a good reason to do it, you know, they'll do it. But it, it needs to make sense. Um, and, and that's what I love. So the communication is, is really um, a bigger piece. And, you know, I'm sure that has nothing to do with the sport, right? That's just your, your typical boy, 16, who knows everything, and your typical girl who uh, – maybe doesn't know it all yet or they know it all, but they, they don't know they know it all. So <laughs> yeah, I, 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 and so I, I have a, um, I, I just love working with the girls and, and coaching yeah. the girls and we had such a good group. It was fun. Orono head girls hockey coach and former gopher. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Larry Olam joining us right now on the Cities One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. I, I thought you were going to say if you tell the boy to escape through the wall, they'll all go to the other side and huddle in the corner and not even hear you. If you tell the girls to, they'll, they'll do exactly what you say. Um, Larry, I'm, I'm curious. This is something that is always that I've always loved, and, and I didn't grow up in Minnesota, but I moved here, and, and I love the state hockey tournament and the excitement that is around it. It's always been exciting. It, it was exciting when these teams would come down and the whole town would come down. Has the as this tournament has grown throughout the last couple of years, has the excitement for it gotten even bigger? I mean, does is 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 it even more supported now than it was before when maybe, uh, you know, you didn't make a tournament run every single year, but it was every couple of years. But it, it's just grown so much to me, and I love the excitement that's around it. Yeah, I think for someone who's been here, you know, their, their entire life and has seen it evolve, um, certainly from, you know, just boys and one class to two classes and then the girls and two classes of girls. Um, I would say it's evolved, um, and it's. I, I, it wouldn't be bigger than it was. Um, there, you know, there's more media around it, and and uh, as our society today. But I, I wouldn't say it's any bigger. But I would say it's just as big, and it's just as special. And girls and boys getting to the state tournament today. Uh, I'm sure. I told my girls last night. Um, you know, I was in their shoes. Uh, a couple years ago, thirty something <laughs> years ago, and you know your your last game, and you know there's only one team that ends with a win, right? And your last game is a loss, and you're you're dejected and heartbroken and and feeling awful. But I said, you know what? Down the road, you're going to remember the journey, the getting here, and spending all the the full season, and and for these seniors, multiple seasons with this group of girls. Um, playing in the section tournament. The one thing we probably don't talk enough about is the section tournament um, and the rivalries. Obviously, there's more rivalries in your section tournament, um, boys and girls. And so, you know, as we know here in Minnesota, these hockey fans, those section semifinals and finals um, are, are probably some of the best games. Now, we always have great games in the state tournament, too, but the section tournaments are equally uh, as exciting and they're, you know, they're always in a, usually in a smaller rink. So it's, it's filled up and more students, at least oh, it feels like more students, right? Cause the rink's smaller, but <laughs> so it's, it's a special time of the year. And I would say it always has been and it, and it still is. 
Larry, the last thing I'll ask you, I know we're pushing it up against it time-wise, but in terms of when you went to that championship game and, and, and there, that Frozen Four era of 61,000 fans in St. Paul, that was unbelievable and incredible when you add up all the different games. But how was it this, this year? Was the, was the attendance, I know you mentioned it, but was the attendance pretty impressive for you as well as far as what the girls' tournament actually put out there? You know, I thought it was really good for our games. Yeah, we. I, I was really impressed with, uh, with you know, the, the support from the Orono students and, and fans. And uh, I'm always impressed with uh, – Edina always has a good group of, of people. And, you know, the hard thing at the XL Energy Center is a 17,000-seat building. You know, it looks pretty empty with, with three, four, five thousand 5,000 people in it. So, But I was really impressed with – with the uh, the attendance and they they were always they were put on uh, you know it was a good show and and Pete I would be remiss I have to say I've not met you in person but mm. impressed with uh, with you as a person as a professional um, mm. as a entrepreneur and as an athlete but I, I I've got to say you know my first time I heard about Pete Nigerian was when I moved into Pioneer Hall oh. you left your mark. <laughs> Uh, at Pioneer Hall. Now, there's we'll have to, it'll have to be in more of a evening type show to talk about the, the things I learned <laughs> at Pioneer Hall. But I, I'm just impressed, and so I just want to just let you know that I'm I'm so happy to uh, to actually be able to talk with you. Oh, that that's flattering. And I'll tell you what, it's going to be you and Dave and myself, and we'll get maybe Barry Wooler, and we'll all sit down at a cove and we'll figure it out out there in Minnetonka or something one of these days. Oh, <laughs> that sounds great. like fun. <laughs> that, that would be fun, absolutely. Larry, thanks so much. Congratulations on the fantastic season. Uh, say hi to everybody for me. Say hi to Nathan for me, okay? Will do. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Thanks, Larry. Larry Olam, thanks, Larry. head coach yep. of thanks, the Orono girls hockey team and a former oh. Mr. Hockey winner as well. Actually drafted yeah. out of high school and went back in um, – and played after he was drafted. So could have, could have kept talking. There's no doubt about it. We'll step aside, though, take a quick break, and we'll have more huddle on 830 WCCO. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rocking out to a little Van Halen. Yeah, go. Sorry. Let's hit this segment running and gunning. Time for a fast back and forth with Pete and Dave. We're calling Fast Break on the Huddle. Jumping the gun a little bit there, Dave. You know what? That texter last week was right. I talked too much. Go ahead, Jumping Charlie. Jumping the gun a little no. bit is the fast break here. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, let's get right into it here. We, we ran long with Larry, as you should, as you should. Um, but uh, let's let's get right into it. We'll start with you, Dave. As you know from the previous conversation, the Girls Hockey State Championship wrapped up last night. The War Road Ladies taking home that Class A title. Class 2A title going to Gentry Academy. Is that how you pronounce it? Gentry? I think it, it is Gentry, is. Yep. yes. Over Anoka. Now, if you aren't familiar with Gentry Academy, a quick rundown directly from their About Us page. It says, we offer a foundation of leadership through daily training lessons combined with flexible schedules to focus on the skill sets in which students need to improve. Now, what does that mean? Was was the translation there? Well, we have hockey class for about three hours a day to uh, for our hockey girls, and yep. we have basketball class for our basketball boys, and it is a sports-focused high school that recruits from around the country um, and plays in the AA uh, bracket for these tournaments. So my question to you, Dave, it's the obvious one. 
should they be allowed to play mm. in these kind of locally local tournaments like this? It, it's it's an interesting question, and they are not the only school around no, here. No, they're uh, not. Gentry's not. There's others, um, and and you know, as a parent uh, of hockey players, of and and I certainly understand that if your kid loves the game and and loves hockey. Uh, and wants to, and, and needs that as a portion of his life. Then, then I can see a use for it. You know what? I get it. My son plays. It's not his only sport. He has a lot of other interests, including science and technology and engineering. And so that would never be something that I would look into. But if if your kid is that person, then I I get it. The bigger question here is, and I'm sure that we'll talk about this as we go forward to the boys hockey tournament, is whether it's time to pull the private schools out of the double A and uh, single A tournaments and let them have their own tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is always a question every single year, and, and I've always had the same take. I do think that it's probably better if private schools have their own tournament uh, because si- simply I like to see these small schools get a chance to compete. And and these, you know, even in the 1A or 2A, you know, it's it's hard when you're facing some of these private schools. And they should have their own bracket. And I would love to see, you know what, it's it's great for everybody. You add another tournament or another uh, bracket of the tournament, there's more games, more people get a chance to watch. Maybe you do different locations. There's all sorts of reasons why, but the, not the least of which is I would love to – I love to see when these smaller schools make a Cinderella run and don't have to run into a private school powerhouse to try to beat them when they have kids from all over the state, all over the country, who they simply won't be able to hang with. Yep, and uh, go ahead, Pete. (laughs) Well, I was just going to say, I totally agree with you, although I I do love the David and Goliath kind of things whenever once in a while David can Mm -hmm. take down Goliath as well. I mean, in the... And if and if we're going to separate them out, we don't get that. I mean, I'm I'm down here in Florida, and Bradenton just above me is IMG, and so you know, yes. and we've gotten a lot of players play for the Golden Gophers on football from IMG, and and all over the rest of the country, they they produce these athletes that are just phenomenal. Um, same idea, you know, the whole thing. It's it starts with sports and ends with sports, and there's academics in between. But um, I don't know. There is something about it. I I thrived playing against you know the big schools. You know whether it was in basketball or football in high in high school, I loved it. You know Minneapolis Central was a pretty small school, and we we would have to go up against the big boys. You know back then it was the Burnsvilles of the world, and, mm-hmm. and you know Bloomington, Jefferson, and Lincoln, and all those schools that were there. And uh, you know there there was something really gratifying about beating them. And, you know, I could lose three, but if we won once, uh, I would be the happiest guy. I mean, I just yeah. loved it. <laughs> My understanding. So, uh, Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you can finish your thoughts, Pete. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, there's something about that feeling when you can take them down. And, and maybe you never get that opportunity. Maybe it doesn't happen. But when you do, there's nothing better. Well, and I think most of the private schools are in 2A, I, b- I believe, Charlie. Yeah, right? at this Does point. 1A they've... have any? Uh, I mean, I'm sure they do. Not in the some, top. But not, but not, not in the it, top 10. It used to be worse where there were more private schools than that, you know, 1A because Correct. of the yep. class sizes. Most now have congregated up to 2A. And uh, my understanding, too, is that Minnesota is a bit unique in this regard. Most states do have that kind of private public tournament, yeah. particularly out east. Out east for sure. It's all, yep. yeah, private uh, tournaments and public tournaments. Uh, so. That's a pretty uh, thorough answer. We can come back to it later if we want, but let's move <laughs> on here with a question for uh, Pete, and I've, I've, I've got a, some musical accompaniment. Oh. CEO, entrepreneur, born in 
Jeffrey Bezos is in the news. The Washington Commanders owner, Dan Snyder, is allegedly not letting him bid on the team. Jeffrey Bezos is wanting to buy the Washington Commanders, allegedly, uh, and Mm -hmm. has hired some firms. And Dan Snyder is saying, not so fast. I don't want you um, to quote a insider who uh, has some uh, who's been briefed on the sale of the team. It's a free country. Snyder can sell it to whoever he wants. Of course, that is that is true. But my question to you, Pete, is is that a good thing or should the owners step in here? Wouldn't it be a good thing for somebody with that kind of capital, that kind of influence, that kind of power to be mm-hmm. among the NFL owners? And should the owners step in and say, you know what, Dan, if he wants it and he's going to bid for it and he's going to bid a lot of money for it, you should mm-hmm. go with it. Well, you know, my, my, my first reaction would be I don't understand why he – I understand that he owns it. He's made a huge bunch of mistakes, which is why they don't want him to own it any longer. Um, so I would almost think that, that for, for that reason alone, first of all, I think it, it should be up for the highest bidder. Um, and as long as the NFL approves, because I've gone through this process, when the NFL um, is going to allow a team to be bought, they go through everything about the person or people that are going to be bidding on that team. And so, you know, they, they'd be the ones that I would look for to say, okay, Jeff Bezos is, is the right guy for all of these various reasons. And I, I don't know. I just find it interesting that Dan Snyder feels, I understand he owns them, but you know what? He has sacrificed, or, uh, he sacrificed to buy them when he did. But the, the whole process, I think, changes because of the reasons why they want him out. And, and I think we go back to the, you know, what it should be anyway, which is the highest bidder. And if that ends up being Jeff mm-hmm. Bezos and, and the NFL approves him, they ought to get it to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll say this. Um, <laughs> the time to go against uh, Dan Snyder was, was, what, three years ago when he became the full-time owner of, of the mm-hmm. Washington football team? Like, why was that approved? I mean, it, 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 he acquired the other 40%. We all knew what he was – I mean, at that point, the book was out on Dan Snyder. Why did they allow him to become a full the, the 100% owner of the team if you wanted him not to to be there? Whatever. I, you know what? I I, I think it's silly. Uh, I think it's silly that they won't let uh, Bezos buy the team. I, I don't know why he wants to buy the team. Maybe he wants to sell uh, sports tickets on Amazon. He's a smart guy. Maybe that's where he wants to go from here. I don't know. It wouldn't be a bad. I idea. mean, the rumor on that Snyder thing is, well, Snyder knows all the dirt on everybody, and he's got you know all this information. All the other owners doing nefarious sure. things. Now, who knows if that's true? But that's you know gone around. He's, the he's as dirty as any of them. He's dirty. Well, sure, exactly. That's why he's gonna he holds all the dirt. Uh, yep. All right, all right, Dave. On to your next question here. Question number three. That's right, baseball fans. The pitch clock is here officially. As spring training has started, the pitch clock has taken Florida and Arizona by storm. Every single game played so far has been shorter than the league average game of last year, which was three hours and seven minutes. Even the high-scoring Twins-Orioles matchup from yesterday was only two hours, 50 minutes. That was a 15-run game. Average game time so far has been two hours and 34 minutes, a full 33 minutes shorter than the average game last year and the shortest since 1978. I think most folks probably agree that that's a good thing, right? Quicker games, more action, all those things. But my question to you is, and the one thing that I've been seeing so far, should there be stipulations at the end of close games where that play clock gets turned off? Because to me, I think it's really exciting when it gets close and it in late in the games 
And there's that, you know, suspense, that excitement. Should it be turned off at uh, in no. under certain circumstances, or am I overthinking no. it? I'm no, you, I no, I I understand what you're saying, but but to me, if you're going to change the rule, change the rule, and and mm-hmm. be and then let that be part of it, right? This the one thing that drives me crazy about basketball is that the first. Uh, everything but the last five minutes of the game takes like an hour and ten minutes, and then the last five minutes of a close college game takes forty-five minutes. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. If if you're going to make the change, then make the change and and go with it. And I like the change. I like adding a pitch clock. I do. Uh, to me, this is a bigger, greater scope of issue. Uh, Major League Baseball against analytics because analytics has changed the game and every decision that we make to the point that now they're trying to counteract it with this. But no, you you, you got to keep it in there the whole time, and it, it just becomes it becomes part of it, just like like it does in football, right? You don't get mm-hmm. longer uh, on the play clock during a, a close football game. It's part of it. I don't agree. I would not do that in baseball. I'm right there with you. I'm, I, I was listening to your answer, and I was really curious what you'd say. But I'm I'm a hundred percent with you, Dave. I, I think that, and it makes sense, right? I mean, they're trying to figure out how baseball can can be more attractive to the younger audience, and we all mm-hmm. know that there's you know, a smaller window there than there there is for the older audience. So they they've I think this actually has been brilliant, and that they finally did it. It makes a heck of a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It's going to attract more people, I think, over time because you don't have that commitment of three and a half hours for a game now. And if you can get it down there to a level where people can use uh, their brains for that long a period to be in, in, engaged, I think it's great. I mean, okay. I, you know, you can almost compare it to movies, right? I mean, where you, where you, you know, if the movie's three hours long, people just generally just aren't going to go. Mm-hmm. But if it's, you know, somewhere within the two hour range, they're willing to go to those movies. So I think it's, I think it's something they've talked about forever, trying to figure out how they can fix baseball to be something that would attract more youthful people to, to watch. I think this is a genius move and it's, I think it's proving by the time frame. But that part of it, at least, that is absolutely dented into it, as you pointed out, Charlie. Yep. And Pete, uh, we're going to go real quick with this last one. I'm going to give you one minute because we are running long, but good answers on both of those. Pete, the Florida State University Board of Regents met this week to discuss their standing in the ACC. And boy, were some of those slides illuminating, which were made public. ACC media rights deals are sending a paltry $17 million to each team per year. Comparatively, each SEC team is getting $51 million, and each Big Ten team is getting a whopping $67 million per year. Are these new media rights deals the final straw that will lead to two or three mega conferences? Yes, and it's too bad because it shouldn't be that way. I think it's terrible. I think they're ruining football by doing this. I think over time we're all going to see this sort of evaporate because – what makes a conference? You're not playing enough against the people that are within your conference already. And when you're starting to make a conference into a super conference, I, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. I think that they, they should have made the rules on exactly how the splits go and everybody's involved. They didn't want to do that. They wanted all the money to themselves. And now the Big Ten and the SEC, at some point, they're going to be 30 and 40 teams or schools within those conferences and, and there's just no way. How do you actually determine who's really the best team? We can barely do that in the Big Ten right now. I mean, there, mm-hmm. there can be arguments. So um, I don't like it. All right. The man that's speaks all I got the for truth. you. And I agree, and I'll, I'll add this, Pete, because I know that you feel the same way. You don't get rivalry games anymore. There's no, no more rivalry if you have 25 opponents in a conference. It's yeah. just not the same. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. too bad. It's a shame. It drives me crazy.
All right, uh, Charlie, do we break here? We'll just we do let's break open here. Up All right, so we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up, uh, and we'll get on to hour number two. Good stuff, Charlie. Thank you. You're listening to The Huddle on 830 WCCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.